Everybody and welcome to episode 175 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined this week by Peter and Jake. Yep, for uh, Peter's Angry Chicken Parm edition of the Saturn Studs. <laughs> it's got a, it. It gives it its zest. Yeah, you got to season it with anger. And uh, as always, we're coming at you live from. A simulation. Oh, in the is matrix. that really what you went with, Jake? I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, yeah. I would have expected I really think of like better. the pod, like the actual pod full of like amniotic <laughs> fluid and <laughs> gross. We're in liquefied humans that are fed intravenously into our bodies. We get. Yeah, <laughs> we are continuously on the suck. Um, <laughs> by the way, before we continue further, uh, for the uh, as you might understand, uh, this is our Dodran's Bicentennial episode. Dodran's Bicentennial. Uh, and we are, of course, doing the uh, the two-space vector, otherwise known as the Matrix. <laughs> Get those um. eigenvectors out. We're going to do some... We're going to find you. some determinants. Don't you fucking mention an eigenvector to me ever again. <laughs> Fuck you, Peter. Don't talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> I'm so legitimately mad at you right now for speaking those words. I've had, I just had a Vietnam flashback. Oh, great. My epilepsy's acting Fucking, up again. Oh, good. You said eigenvector. It made me think of Lipke. It made me want to smash something. Oh, it made me I, think of... I've suppressed all those two memories. grades below a C I ever got in college. <laughs> two of them. And we're from Lipke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking. Oh, yeah. No, I've I've shut those out of my he's mind a, when I'm 40. I'll have a breakdown. I'll be like, oh, Lipke. But um, until then, my only memories of linear algebra will be. Why'd you say that in such like a uh, like a, a pleasurable uh, way? Like a like you're going to be just like 40 making love with your your wife. <laughs> And and you're just gonna suddenly like, in the middle oh, of sex. Oh, oh god! She's gonna just snap of a finger. You, you you fucking come and then boom, midlife crisis. <laughs> you're gonna call us so you can be like, guys. Okay, TMI, but I just came to the thought of Lipke. I'm glad this is how we're how we're getting. I'm so upset right this now. This is how we're kicking it off with in jokes about a college oh. professor of ours. I was gonna say Patrillo. I only have happy memories of my time in Patrillo's class, but oh, Patrillo was great. I had him for Calc one and linear algebra, so I had him for the first and last math classes I ever took at that school. <laughs> Parentheses. Uh, and this movie, it's from the 90s. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, um, yeah. The cell phones in particular are very 90s chic. I think you mean uh, cellular phones, Kurt. <laughs> cellular telecommunication device. Mm, cellular phonular. Um, but yeah. like... <laughs> I, I forgot how big of a deal it was to take somebody's phone just, like, running in the streets. Now it's just like, oh, I can do find my iPhone later. Yeah. Or like, oh, hey, 
Uh, my insurance will cover it. But back then it was like, my fucking house! That costs more than a car, dude! I got, I got Van best. Halen as my ringtone. Generally, houses do cost more than cars. Um, so, we're recording this on a Thursday night because of various scheduling issues. Um, so, alcohol is in play. Be warned. And um, <laughs> we needed something quick and dirty we can do. And I had already, this Sunday, seen The Matrix because it's back in theaters, uh, select theaters, for its 20th anniversary. So I figured, well, I'm going to be a jerk and pick a movie I've already seen <laughs> recently and make these fuckers <laughs> watch it. Uh, so I spared them Hobbs and Shaw, which I will talk about when we get to the follow-up. And I might yet... Whoa make you two go see because this is a movie that belongs in the smithsonian and should be talked about for the next 40 years um as like an example or just like well that's a movie that got made event is what it is so much happens in that movie it's like the first 20 minutes have more events than the fucking two avengers movies combined I can just I, I the meme. Oh, now that's an Avengers level threat. <laughs> um, um, but I can see in like fifty years from now, Fathom Events is still going to be in business or something, and then they're going to be like, now from the vaults, Hobbs and Shaw. I, I mean, like it, as I'll, I'll talk about it more when, when we get to the appropriate venue for it. But I have a lot of thoughts on this movie. It most of them positive but not always in the way that i'm sure the filmmakers intended for me to think positively of it um so instead i I picked the matrix which i saw in dolby cinema which is always a cool experience especially for a movie like the matrix which i hadn't seen since like 2004 so 15 years for me in between viewings of this movie and uh we'll, we'll discuss whether or not it holds up i remember a few weeks ago on the podcast maybe it was more like a month ago um i talked shit about the upcoming matrix 4 and how the matrix sequels sucked and uh probably if i went back and watched the original matrix i wouldn't think it was that good and uh, we'll see if that that was true or not but before then uh let's see if i can do this right get some <laughs> Ray watch yes yeah okay um, i did it we did <laughs> i i had to redeem myself from from last week yes you didn't jump the gun this time i'm proud of you i waited my turn yeah. and for that <laughs> held in your stead i get to talk about i get my reward is that i get to talk about the first movie this week and the first trailer this week was for jojo rabbit the film where yeah. taika watiti ah. plays imaginary hitler Yes, uh, we've yeah. seen a little bit more about it. Apparently, uh, the Hitler that Taika ED plays is uh, JoJo's imaginary friend. Yes, we got a lot more information because at first I was like, oh my God, like Hitler's just going to be walking <laughs> around and being goofy, but uh, it's in the mind of a child. And that makes it better? I, guess. I, I yeah. think that'll make it a little bit better because he can be a little more uh, hyperbolic in his portrayal of Hitler. Yeah, so what I'm I'm assuming is gonna be a, like like is like this is this kid's view of what this uh 
their 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 leader, their fearless leader that was so revered, is like to him what he thinks is like, and then he's gonna have those like snippets of reality where like, oh no, the actual Hitler is a bad man. Maybe. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, this looks like a pretty good movie. I'm I'm definitely more interested so in it now, knowing what it's about. I feel like they're treading on maybe not so fruitful ground with the whole Anne Frank romantic subplot. <laughs> There's yeah. a Jew in my attic, I mean, <laughs> and we're going to fall I mean, in love in this coming-of-age tale. A Jew um, in my attic? Also, it's more likely than you think. Um, I love how this is also like just listed as starring Scarlett Johansson whose character appears to have, I mean, maybe not a minor role, but definitely is not the star of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's the she's the mother of Jojo. Um, I think yes. that's his name, yep. right? Yeah. Jojo. Yeah. Mother, <laughs> not to be confused, of Jojo's Bizarre so Adventure, d- which this looks like a I bizarre mean, there adventure. Was, <laughs> there is a cyborg Nazi in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Of course mm. there is. Do I and he's one of the, he is one of the good guys. Story? Uh, he's on the good guy's team. Of course he is. <laughs> is this JoJo Bizarre Adventure uh, like origin story? We'll have to see if uh, JoJo <laughs> breaks a man's hand with a Coke bottle cap using his sunlight oh, kung fu. Sorry. Uh, let's get back to reality. Let's start talking about imaginary friend so, Hitler again. Sorry. So ScarJo is JoJo's mother, and she's the one who I guess... Um, accepts this little girl in her attic uh who is she's a jew and so she's hiding from the nazis nazi they're coming to get her yeah um take her to so camp. he starts the question whether or not jews are bad and you know stuff like that um interspersed with this is is hilarious comedy uh, including one scene where two kids are fucking carrying a fucking bazooka. Bazooka, and they go to wave high to Jojo and drop it, and it shoots the rocket into the fucking building. And they're just like, and then oops. It, it, oops. And then later it cuts to the, the, the same chubby kid, who I already know I'm going to love. He's definitely going to be the big comic relief of this movie. Also with Taika Watiti. Yes. I mean, come on. Um, He's like it's. It, he's like it's. Uh, it's not a good time to be a Nazi. Oh, <laughs> <No> contraire, <laughs> my fat friend. This is probably the best time in the last a hundred years to be a Nazi. <laughs> yes. Little does he know. <laughs> I mean, oh. it's just the hot, hot thing right now. Race. What yeah. a wonderful time to be a racist uh, in this country. <laughs> um, I mean, you're still a racist, so you're not. You're a despicable human being, but this is like one of the best runs you've ever had in recent memory. Don't you miss the time when you could just come home and unload on the minorities? Just take your whole day out on them. (laughs) It's more reminiscent of the Dave Chappelle bit where he's like, I, you know, sometimes I respect the the openness of racism in the South. (laughs) And, you know, he's, he's... he does his southern accent. He's like, "Morning." Word I will not say on this podcast. <laughs> and he's like, "Good morning, sir. Good morning." Ah, uh, have you guys seen everyone? You know, you know, everyone yeah. knows what the what the score is down there. So, have, I mean, there's, a, I'm sure there's some <laughs> amount of freedom in that. You're not like suspicious of everybody. 
because you already know. Have you guys seen his new comedy special? Yes. It's a degree above even his other stuff. Yeah. It. So I I think what happened with like you know how a couple years ago he he did come out with like a couple like shorter bits Uh or something like that on Netflix and he kind of like pulled the punch a little bit. I think he pulled back on that one and now this time he does not let anything back. He's got a bit about uh, the LGBTQ community. (laughs) Fucking really puts it in perspective. Oh, compared with um, his last one away, he tackled that topic. Yeah. No, this is the la- yeah. I think this was the last one on his contract. So he's like, I'm not coming back. So I can just yeah. I can go that much further. Um, oh, I've seen a lot of uh criticism of the special uh from the mm-hmm. the woke community. The woke so community. So I'm yeah. I'm interested to I have not yet seen it myself, but I am I'm am interested in, in it. And I will watch. They definitely took the bait. See, the problem <laughs> is uh, the game Slay the Spire has consumed my life for the past three days. Because I and I finally like just before we came on, I finally beat the Spire with the Ironclad after like, I'm shitting you not, 50 plus attempts, including four runs where I made it to the last boss and died. Do you know how frustrating it is to sink an hour and a half of your time into something only to fail at the very last moment? Do you know how <laughs> maddening that is? Do you know how much that eats away at your very core? Ah, uh, memories uh, of FTL. I'm, 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 <laughs> don't talk to me about FTL. <laughs> that um, fucking, that was a final boss of final bosses. I don't know if the final boss of, Split, of Slay the Spire is like that, but fucking... You beat as as a novice. I've seen people who are like, "I'm just gonna pick a random character on hard mode. We'll go. We'll just do it speedrun style." I'm like, "Fuck you!" Uh, but the final boss of that game, like when you're a novice and you beat like the you beat the ship in its first, and you're you're like, "Yes, I I fucking did it. I I made it." And you have one HP left, and you have like no missiles, and half your stuff is broken. And then it's like, "All right, you beat the first form. Now here comes the." <laughs> Here comes phase two. The much harder second form. Um, yeah, even the the most powerful strategy in that in FTL, which is the uh, Mantis teleporter strategy, even that is like very difficult with the final boss ship because a lot of the systems are unmanned, so they just keep fucking going, yeah. even if you kill the entire crew. And when you invest heavily in a teleporter strategy, your own ship is lacking in some aspects. Yeah. We haven't yeah. played that game since 2015. That was our second LP ever. And it was a great one. Maybe time to revisit that, methinks. Um, yeah. Sure. But yeah, so that's all JoJo Rabbit related, <laughs> all <laughs> believe it or not. Um. So uh, that's coming out October 18th. So September is going to be a pretty weak month for movies, unless you're really excited about It Chapter 2. But October picks it up a bit because you have Joker, you have Jojo Rabbit. Actually, at the end of September, you have Ad Astra and Rambo Last Blood. So, And the I saw another trailer for... At Astra, and I don't know if it was extended or, or I just didn't pay attention to the first trailer. But, um, it 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 is interesting. 
it it's very weird concept yeah, to it. I think I'll go see it. I, I don't know if it's worth seeing in the movies, but I'd like to see some uh, preliminary reviews just to see if it's like a decent movie to go see. But yeah, that that's well, I gotta get my money's worth out of my A list subscription. So I, oh yeah, true. I guess. Yeah, because um, I was at the Regal and they were saying, oh, we have the Regal membership and they they're doing their their whole thing, um, and it's like what I think it's like twenty. Four a yeah, month. That's about what I for I them. For yeah, I. I mean, it's worth it to me. For yeah, you. Uh, you. All you have to do is go see two movies a month, yeah, and, you pick, and that's really not too hard. A list. I don't know if the Regal program similar, but with A list, you can see like any format. So like 3D, IMAX, Dolby, and like a Dolby ticket is like twenty bucks in of itself. So <laughs> you go to one of those, and you pretty much paid for it for the month. Yeah, the one thing I wasn't sure about is if you could see like uh, new movies on release uh, or like the on opening night uh, with the with the Regal Pass or whatever. But yeah, so that's only if I was at home. I, I have more AMC yeah. stuff around here in Cinemark. As far as like Movie Pass, you know, it came, it went, it it tried, it and it failed uh, largely, but it did change the movie industry where all these theater chains are now offering their own subscription services which i think is is good for the business overall it was the uh, sacrificial lamb yes for the movie for the movie uh, goers experience. Uh, speaking of sacrificing lambs um that has oh. nothing to do with uh trailer two for hustlers <laughs> The old bait and switch. Um, I did not watch the first trailer because I saw Cardi B in the thumbnail and was like, I'm a pass. Uh, but I watched this after Peter's brief recanting of it uh, last week. And it's the second trailer. And it's more so the hustle part of the hustlers where they just uh, they steal from their clients. The people... That's patroning nice. their yeah, it's it's so funny because the girl's like, I don't want to be dependent on nobody, and then the next scene is them stealing from someone else. So they're dependent on stealing from yeah, people. It uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what message this is trying to say send. Like the other trailer, Peter talked about. It's like, oh yeah, they're they're talking about pole dancing and you know they're being respectful of it but you know with this one it's just like we're gonna get these people drunk we're gonna take their credit cards we're gonna rack up a giant bill we're gonna make them sign it and then we're gonna fucking go on a shopping spree yeah like this just does this just makes me not want to go back to a strip club mm-hmm. <laughs> like i i guess i got lucky it's very it's very interesting time. that cardi b has chosen to star in a movie about <laughs> Her old career, <laughs> not just stripping, well, but fucking you know, the, taking advantage of men in an altered state of consciousness. <laughs> hmm. Actually, I do remember that controversy. That was pretty big. <laughs> well, it wasn't as Shit, big yeah. as it really should have been. She largely got a pass. I, for that. Yeah, yeah, she fucking broke the law. She openly admitted to stealing from somebody from just straight up jacking some dude who. Who just wanted a jack? Yeah. So that's all he wanted to do. Oh God! No one's made a no one's made like a less Cardi B and more Cosby joke. No one's made that. Am I the first? Am um, I a pioneer you, you, in this? You may be a leader of men in this respect. Cool. Uh, but this yeah. the the Hustlers trailer too was mercis, mercifully short. Um, 
clocking in at a, a whopping uh, 54 seconds. So <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to spoil the uh, the. Yeah, that should be that should be a warning of sorts. If like fucking the best they can do for a trailer is fifty four seconds. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, there's really nothing other notable. They're, they this just shop half a shop scene. and steal. Yeah, makes you uh, wonder how they stretched it to ninety minutes in the first place. Yeah, uh, on a uh, opposite note of uh, trailer wise. Uh, a much lengthier trailer by double that is uh, Bad Boys for Life. Oh, yes. Sure, that's a segue. Uh, so we got a Bad Boys trailer. Yeah, we had briefly mentioned this a couple weeks ago when we were looking at someone's IMDb. I don't remember whose. Um, <laughs> that this movie. I think it was, yeah, it might have been Wilson. Because we were probably, probably talking about yeah. him as, um, as Genie. Yeah, that seems. Yeah. Just seeing what yeah, else he did. Seems Maybe. legit. Uh, so him and Martin Lawrence are back at it again one last time. And they are both <laughs> so fucking fat. Martin Lawrence in particular. Thank God this is going into movie theaters because I don't oh my, think yeah, I'm, fit I'm watching it now screens. and he is he is wide. He has and uh, Will Smith's looking a little soft around the middle himself. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just... Uh, like I, I don't know what it is. Maybe because they're just like older, yeah, da- dad and fatter. They just don't seem like they're the uh, the badass like cop busting down doors that they because, should be. Like the the whole gimmick with the original Bad Boys is that they were like young hotshot cops who played by their own rules. That doesn't really work when both guys are now pushing fifty. Right, and that's like sort of the theme. I'm seeing like at least visually, it kind of feels like the theme. Yeah, know? Martin Lawrence is like doing a Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon. He's too old for this shit. He's wearing his glasses. He's he's not up on things. He wants to retire. Like I I can see that's where a lot of the comic relief is going to come from. Martin Lawrence is definitely going to be playing the old card a lot. I mean, we had all their whole bit about the glasses. He's like, this is an HD. <laughs> And uh oh, I'm watching the oh, scene. I don't hey, know. this is it, Blues Brothers. They're driving through a mall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they're cops. cops. They'll arrest themselves later. They say so. We'll we're get some not nice just cops. Uh, we're casual black. racist we'll humor. Pull ourselves over <laughs> later. <laughs> Fucking classic jokes. <laughs> like I mean, I mean, maybe antique at this point is a little more appropriate. Uh, yeah, I, I can see this. This is probably going to be a good nostalgia movie for people who love the originals. I mean, that's, I think, all it's going to be. Yeah, if you... I don't imagine this is going to be a, a game-breaker. I mean, it has to compete with Hobbs and Shaw. Come on. I, I can. I already tell from the trailer that this is no <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. Let, I'll tell yeah. you what. <laughs> this has a long way to go before it even touches the just... Before I mean, it touches greatness. the rock? He can't touch the rock. I mean, it's just, it's just an an experience. It's not a movie. It's an experience. It really is. I I mean, that movie may have been like five hours long. I'm not sure. It just was days. (laughs) (laughs) I got lost in it. Well, 
Speaking of experiences, what is going to be definitely not just an experience to go see is Black Christmas. Because this shit looks like the most bland horror movie, horror Christmas movie so, ever. Funny it's, story it's no Krampus about- is what you're saying? <laughs> it's like, there's there has to be an obligatory, every single year, there has to be an obligatory horror Christmas uh, slasher flick. So... And this a is fun it. fact about the original Black Christmas: It is Elvis Presley's favorite movie. This, so he's going to come back from the mm. dead. And yes, he's going to haunt he's this going movie. To come back from the dead, and he's going to be the ghost or whatever. Yeah. No, I've never seen. Don't Black watch Christmas. it alone at home at night, or you'll so wake up next to a to a peanut butter and bacon sandwich. Fried peanut butter and, and bananas. Not bad. Um. Um, yeah, so, like, I think this is, like, the third time they've remade this movie, because I remember, um, trailers for a Black Christmas movie back in, like, 07, 08, I want to say? There, yeah, uh, nice, uh, 06. Black Christmas 06 film, so yeah, so yeah, this is the third time, because the original is from 1974, that's how Elvis Presley was able to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Elvis isn't dead. He uh, just went home. Come on, Jake. You watch Men in Black. It is It is a loose... Apparently, the 06 one was a loose remake of the 74. And this so, is a more um, faithful or to be determined? I, I don't know. Um, I'll have to look up this one. I'd have to look into what the movie's about, what the original movie was about. But, I mean, this one is... it. I feel like in 74, they don't have a movie about a uh, college campus that has uh, fraternities and sororities that are involved with, like, sacrificing other students. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it, it just doesn't scream... The Roaring Seventies. The Roaring Seventies. I like to call them. <laughs> oh yes, that's what we think of when we think of the seventies. Flappers with the flappers and old timey jalopies. <laughs> well, you did have the Pinto. I think that counts. So yeah, I, I don't think they had. That's what this is about. <laughs> the, the new one, oh, at least. Jake, um, I'm sorry, you inspired some, me. Some, yeah, for a full just yes. non sequitur here. Okay. So it's the only if, way you do. If there was copyright protection in the twenties, instead of you wouldn't download a car, they would have don't copy that jalopy. <laughs> don't copy that jalopy. You wouldn't download a horse and buggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking that's some a 90s. Lot you could that's, probably do with that, that was the same energy as the Matrix movie. They're like, oh it's so edgy and punk. <laughs> I you remember I fucking like that fucking club scene so edgy dude like they're playing rock music Rob Zombie's Dragula playing the club there like yes this is definitely nineties through and through I know exactly what year I'm in exactly what month and, oh my god what did it what this did it sense. end with that was also like just perfectly nineties oh I'm not sure oh, fuck it's gonna bug me now um while i look up what song plays at the end of the matrix does anyone have uh, i think it's club to death or is that not this one um i have i have another one uh, there's i've i'm gonna ramble 
I take cool. it away. The cannolis are taking oh, effect oh, it's, slowly. It's um, uh, it's a uh, pocket full of shells by uh, oh, Rage Against the, the Machine. Because get it? Because they're <laughs> fighting the computers. Ah, oh, uh, um, uh, I get it. Ah, uh, Gretel and Hansel. Hansel and Gretel. Oh, I'm sorry. Wake up. Not, not. Oh, part of shells. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's what if Hansel and Gretel wasn't just sort of scary. What if it was a really scary horror scary? And as opposed to like the Brothers Grimm, you know, this one's like, mm. what if the witch, y'all, y'all know that movie, the witch. Y'all ever seen that movie, the witch? <laughs> Race to witch mountain. <laughs> She was she was on the side of the magic coven. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like that sort of scary Hansel and Gretel witch instead of I'm going to make hedgehog stew <laughs> if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> Skydiving. <laughs> Are you are you trying to talk about the uh, throne of Eldraine? No, this trailer? was actually it's actually Gretel oh. and Hansel. It's a movie. Wait, what? Uh, not to, it says not to be confused with 2013 action flick Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Um, oh, I remember that. Oh, there's that one. Fuck. This one oh, is coming yeah. out. Yeah. Huh? So wasn't that? I mean, that was around the same era as uh, fucking uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, and, Jack the Giant Slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes out. Everybody had a hard on. End of January, 2020. So that's how you know it's good already. <laughs> All right, dope. Fuck you! It's January. Fuck you! It's the it's the not memorial the Labor Day box office. Uh, uh, dear, dear, dear. Follow up time. Box office for August 30th through September 2nd, Labor Day weekend. Uh, retaining its top spot is Angel Has Fallen from Lionsgate Films. Uh, $15.3 million, uh, 28.1% drop uh, in 50 more theaters, interestingly enough. Uh, so far, that has made $46, not, Jesus, $46 million, all domestic. Good boys enjoyed a point, 4.8% bump up to 12.19 million. Good enough to hold on to second place. Also opened in more theaters. Interesting enough. The Lion King surged from number fifth to number three, number five to number three. It, it roared yeah, up there. It roared up the standings. <laughs> a 15.9% increase to $9.3 million. Despite leaving 110 theaters, and okay, now I get to talk about this movie. Okay, Fast and the Furious <laughs> presents Hobbs and Shaw from Universal Pictures, up 4.2 percent. I was part of that. Uh, out of 340 theaters, okay, this movie is fucking incredible. It is just the fucking like any restraint that was shown by the more recent Fast and Furious movies, which, granted, is not a lot. I mean, we have fucking the same... I want to put into perspective here, the first Fast and the Furious movie was about street racers selling combination DVD player TV sets that were (laughs) stolen. 
and it evolved into fucking cars doing barrel rolls to avoid torpedoes. <laughs> to I, you know, it just happens when when you have a movie franchise like this and any franchise. It just it keeps on trying okay. to outdo what it did the well, year or no. two years before. Star Wars yeah. Six didn't but have gets... fucking Luke going to the Samoan island and having his his oh. family oh, force, have... having them spear Darth Vader off a fucking helicopter. That did I not have... happen in Star Wars Three. I have plenty to say about that Samoa scene, uh, but to counter your point, Jake, um, Fast and the Furious One happened and it was very grounded. Uh, too Fast, Too Furious. Also about street racing, not about saving the world. And then they did Tokyo Drift, and then the franchise was dead for a long time. And then they made yeah. Fast and the Furious again, which was also the fourth movie. That's when they brought in the. Is that when they brought I in think the Bruce Rock? Willis was in that they, one. They, they brought in. I know it was dying. Like they just like crashed and burned. Like Paul laying in the ground, um, mm. but. <laughs> A little, little tasteless, but okay. I'll let you I go. don't care. He's he's dead. Get over it. Um, <laughs> he was driving fast. I have no sympathy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, where what, what point was I getting at? Oh, it was dead for a while. Then they brought in I think the, the Rock or somebody, uh, and he just completely revived the franchise. And that's when I think it it started to try and outdo itself uh, year after but year after year. So much uh, that happened in this movie in particular, and okay. so much they had to bisect the screen several times because it was too much movie no. oh. for one screen. <laughs> Wait, they bisected. It was, it's was a this like Bash device. at the Beach? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was exactly like Bash at the Beach. It was just as awful to watch. And then like the shots, like. 80% of this movie is Hobbs and Shot insulting each other, and every time they do it, they do, like, a fucking close-up on their face, and it's just them delivering insults, and then occasionally they'll cut back to the other person receiving the insults just before they deliver their own set of insults, and... What is this, a sitcom? I fucking swear to God, if this were an action comedy, is maybe the greatest action comedy of all time, but... They play everything kind of straight, so I don't know if it's supposed to be humorous, but it is. Like it could have surpassed I, I the other guys. It could have. I want somebody to to chop it up and like put a laugh track after each of the jokes, and then extend it so like just edit it with some magic <laughs> and pop a laugh track in there, like that '70s show. And it will make it a whole different movie. So Jason you. Statham's sister uh, is in MI6, and she there's a virus, a programmable virus that can be programmed to target any sort of DNA sequence uh, that can be. And Ryan Reynolds is in this movie randomly. I just want to throw that out there. What? Yeah, he's he's fucking the Rock's handler, and he just shows up at the diner and starts cracking jokes. And like I swear to God, oh he looks God. into the camera and is like, "I'm in this one too." <laughs> no, he doesn't. he doesn't say that, but that's the look on his fucking oh, face. Oh my god! Um, so. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. Like they got him for two hours, <laughs> and they shot. They're just like riff 
for two hours, and then we'll we'll put it in the movie where it makes sense. And Kevin Hart's in the movie randomly. He's an air marshal who charters them a plane from Moscow to Samoa. And and like the thing about this, the thing about this that, that doesn't make any sense. There's no internal logic whatsoever. They like try to explain things, but the internal logic and consistency just doesn't work. Um, because. The scientist dude, the the two-time Nobel Prize winner who created this virus and the machine to extract and implant it. Is it a um, car? No, it's not a car. It's Damn. like a it's it's a super sophisticated <laughs> device. However, when they go to Samoa, they go to Samoa because the Rock's brother Jonah, who originally was supposed <laughs> to be played by Jason Momoa, but was not uh, due to scheduling conflicts. Uh, who is the best mechanic around, repairs this future science device by uh, affixing a chrome muffler to it. <laughs> I'm so... And it just works. Please. And fucking Roman Reigns is in this movie, and he delivers a spear and a Samoan <laughs> drop, and he does the ooh and The Rock does the ooh with him, and then The Rock suplexes Idris Elba with the fucking power of friendship onto a rock. <laughs> but but the point I'm trying to make about this virus is that supposedly in 72 hours it like liquefies your insides if it's not programmed or extracted and fucking the travel time alone they go from the the event happens in London they deploy Hobbs and Shaw they meet up with uh Hobbs uh, Shaw's sister and uh then they go from London to Moscow and then from Moscow to Samoa. That right there is like 72 hours of travel time. <laughs> like this bitch yeah. is dead. All right, yeah. wait, wait. So hold on, hold on, hold on. So this virus, it's like robot. Is it like nanites? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Was this spread? Did they get spread by like drinking water or was it, like in the water? No. Damn. It was. Okay. It was in a briefcase. And then, uh, like, the, the mission, the MI6 mission to retrieve it went sideways because Idris Elba showed up and he, he cyborg punched through a truck. And uh, it, but, it sort of uh, just ex- exploded. But Jason Statham's sister, uh, like, injected herself with it. And then oh. she ran away. And then that's where they get called in to find her. Uh, okay. Because I was Etion, thinking. The company huh? that made Idris Elba framed her. And then they also control the media, so they framed Hobson Shaw as being bad guys. It's of just, course. it is a spectacle of a movie. I'm, I tell you what. I, I swear, if you, had, if you had so want to go see it now. That if it came from the water, I would have, I, this would have been, in fact, a, a premise for premise remake of fucking the, um, who was, who was Malcolm in the Middle? Frankie Coney, Muniz. Oh, Frankie, Frankie Muniz. Muniz? Remember the fucking Frankie yeah. Muniz kid spy movie? Oh, fucking yeah. Cody Banks. Uh, Cody, Cody Banks. Banks. Yes. This could, this could have been a fucking the Cody Banks soft reboot. <laughs> they were close. They were this My close. favorite yep, part about the scene from when they're fighting in, in Samoa is that The Rock, he's in his like traditional garb. He's got the no shirt and the fucking, you know, kilt tied around his waist or whatever. But when, like, the time comes for them to do the car chase, he changes in the middle of the battle. He puts a pants and a shirt on. And then this helicopter 
grabs onto the truck with the or right. they the, I... fleeing the helicopter and he takes the chain he throws on the truck and then a convoy of trucks because all his Samoan brothers and I learned Uso is the Samoan word for brother. Um Oh, okay. All his brothers come out in, in the trucks, and there's like six trucks trying to pull down this helicopter. And it's it, the helicopter's lift is too much for the, the torque of the... Uh, oh, by the way, uh, nitrous increases the torque of an engine, just so you know. Yes, yep, that's how that works. <laughs> um, but the wench, it's the thrust is too much the for wench. the wench, so it comes off. <laughs> And fucking the rock pulls it down and p- puts the helicopter back on the wench and cranks it by hand, and suddenly that's enough force to overcome the the lift of the helicopter. I think I saw that in the trailer where there's the fucking twelve cars oh, off the yeah. side of the cliff, and it's like the rock holding on to the whole fucking thing. Yes, they like everyone involved yeah, in pulls, that like, crash. The if there America was any thing. sort of realism, anyone involved in that crash is just incinerated. They were a pile of ash. Oh my god! But they all, everyone lives. That's so <laughs> dumb. I love it. It is. It is just. It is. It is an experience to behold. And uh, and that made another eight point four million. See it while it is still in theaters. <laughs> Be a part of history. Be a part of that that million. Um, my god! A, wow. Overcomer falls from third to fifth. Uh, it's not on pace to catch either of the Veggie Tales movies. Uh, <laughs> Too bad. I, yeah, I was um, really riding my hopes on it. Uh, it made seven point seven five, down four point six percent. Ready or not, uh, down six point seven percent. Six million dollars is the budget. We finally have that listed here. So. In its second week, it made it back. Oh, wow. Uh, $33 million worldwide take. So profitable, as most yeah. of these horror movies are. Like, literally, if I won a fucking lottery ticket, I could have made that movie. Yeah. I, like, the entire movie was just shot inside a mansion, right? Honestly, just, if I fucking win the lottery, <laughs> I'm going to fucking make Duck Duck Goose and <laughs> make my money back. Probably times two or times three. <laughs> it's, a re- it's a real ass racket out here. It's fucking fucking value gonna, menu yeah, horror I'm movies. Bankroll. I'm a bankroll duck duck goose. That's gonna be our first great success. And then we're gonna make all the shitty horror concepts we've pitched that Blumhouse won't do. <laughs> and yeah, make seriously. tons of money. Um, we can make Duck Duck Goose for a million dollars. It doesn't even have to be that much money. Oh, easy. Um, speaking of horror movies, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark has a big budget for a horror movie of $25 billion. Yeah, wow. Uh, that, that's that's Medea that level is, money. That is exactly how much Boo 2 of Medea Halloween costs. And I still don't understand. Oh, my God. Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry to pay himself five or six How times. How much right? was Tito Ortiz charging? <laughs> <laughs> How much was Why Guillermo was del Toro charging? Tito Ortiz was just Ortiz in the movie. He thought he was just hanging out with Tyler Perry for a normal weekend. Little did he know they were His filming candid him. Candid camera Tito Ortiz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I don't know why Tyler Perry's dressed up as a woman right now, but it's just I a Saturday. That's just you what know. he does. Um, it's one of those Hollywood things. 
That was oh. up 7.2%. Uh, it made $6.29 million, uh, $86 million worldwide. Angry Birds Movie 2 from Sony, of course, uh, $5.9 million, down 6.8%. Out of 558 theaters in just its third week. Ooh, and they are, they are way off their yes. budget. Uh, wait, hold on. Oh, what about they've, foreign? They've made their money back. With the foreign box office, but it's not exact. It's oh. a thin margin. Probably if you factor in advertising, yeah, it's, uh, they're losing money. Yeah. Dora and the Lost City of Gold, once again, better than Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> $5.8 million. Uh, up 8.9%. Um, that is made... Seventy-seven million dollars worldwide after a, a, off of a startling forty-nine million dollar budget. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man: Far From Home, enjoying its extended cut re-release, uh, got a huge bump up two hundred thirty-five point six percent, and back in two thousand theaters. Um, Fucking! I, this feels like some weird vindictive move. <laughs> in the light of the recent deal i don't know i don't know what this is this means something i don't know what it's like it's like reading a fucking neil breen script just (laughs) i don't know what kind of symbolism this is but it's something uh, i watched the room for like the fifth time with diana last weekend it was the third Mm -hmm. movie was that her first time um it it had uh it was my third movie i had seen that day I had seen Hobbs and Shaw in the Matrix. Um, it was, it was not. It was the worst movie I saw all day. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I was watching this, and I, you know, I made the joke when we reviewed it. If you edited out the sex scenes, it's probably only like forty-five minutes. And now I'm legitimately tempted to do a fan edit of the room where I cut out all the sex scenes and just see how long it is. That experimental film. I'm, I'm curious to see because it's like fucking the first 30 minutes of the movie, eight of those minutes are sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's so weird. Okay. Seriously, like it, it really, it really could be like way shorter. And and you, you don't need to see the sex they scenes. You can just like anything. See them they don't add up. anything to the yeah. movie. Um, and like it contributes to like it overstaying its welcome because I mean the first time you see the room you're enchanted by all everything that's happening but by the, the third or fourth time you see the movie you're like okay yeah you're just overstaying your welcome like because because the joke with the sex scenes is that he's like humping her belly button yes. and it's like okay yeah it's a funny <laughs> joke funny joke Bob. but you know <laughs> when he does it three times in the span of an hour and a half. Yeah. And it's a long, lot of times. You're like, all right, the joke was over a while um, ago. Yeah. The, Show me more the spoons. Peanut Butter Falcon, um, <clears throat> rolling out into more theaters gradually. It's in 1,200 now, uh, plus 39.3 percent from last week. Uh, still in 12, 4.14 million dollars. It has made nine million dollars worldwide so far, and that. That's uh, that's in 12. We skipped over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which dropped out of the top 10 to 11th. Yeah, pump, um, pump. Also a Sony movie, $5.5 million, plus 10.1%, though. But just not enough theaters to make a difference. Uh, it <laughs> made $285 million worldwide. So it made a nice little chunk off of that $90 million budget. 
Yeah. Uh, I I just want to I just want to make note down all the way in position number twenty three, up sixteen spots, with a a whopping one thousand five hundred fifty eight percent increase, <laughs> was uh, Midsummer that got their director's oh, cut okay. release. <clears throat> I saw that. <laughs> what is How the movie it? about, Jake? <gasps> Holy shit. Uh, probably one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. And I found out that the director's cut does not make it any uh, more fucked up than the normal cut. Uh, just add some pacing issues. It actually makes the movie worse. <laughs> um, the movie is about a... Um, a it follows a girl and her boyfriend and their, their relationship struggles uh, with the, the overarching plot of... A Swedish foreign exchange student invites um, these anthropology friends of his to his uh, uh, cult <laughs> that he that he that is in Sweden, and they're having a midsummer festival. And I think midsummer festivals are relatively common amongst Europe, with the whole praising nature and you know dancing around the maypole and that <laughs> shit. Um, right, it's one. But this uh, this is a like a pagan cult that does a lot of fucky rituals and uh, spoiler alert people die namely the americans oh, people die in a horror film um, yeah it well like it's for so much in the movie you're like ah oh, that's just creepy but you're like it the, the movie is shot so well and scored so well that it gives you this immense amount of anxiety of like what will happen next and it gets you squirming in your seat a lot of the times. And it's the weirdest reaction I've ever had to a movie. Um, and, like, I've seen a lot of gore. Like, I've, I've seen Saw. I've seen all gory fucking horror movies. But there was just something with the subtlety of certain scenes uh, with this, like, high pitch, uh, very heavy string instrument uh, score to it that made them so much mm -hmm. worse so much more uh, deranged is what the best word I can really put on it. And it just makes me wonder, like, fucking white people, dude. <laughs> they're, they're weird. Because <laughs> I could totally see this happening. That's the scary part. As I could totally see there being just a Swedish cult up in the middle of nowhere... That every now and then they sacrifice some people once in a while, and they're like, "Ah, yeah, yeah. it happens." And and then she frowns at the end <laughs> of the movie. She does a big frown. I no, she smiles. But what then? What's the scene where she's sitting and she got like the flower crown on? She's like, mm. "I don't know." I think she she's like, well, she's going through yeah, a bunch of emotions the, at the end on the poster. I think she's got the flower crown and she's like making a. a, a crying face that that is um well let me let me look up the the midsummer because there is a couple scenes where she has a flower crown of various sizes uh because she is a oh that is from a different scene uh uh oh uh well are you talking about the one where she has the big old flowers on her I head i think so yeah that one um, yeah, that was, like, the turning point for her at the end. 
Um, that wasn't the final, final scene. But at this point, she's going through a lot of emotions. Um, and she kind of has to pick a side of who she wants to align herself with. The, I don't want to try to like or not give away the the, the cult or her uh, a boyfriend, basically, at the end. Um, and it's the cult has done culty things, which is to make one feel accepted in a community. And that's something that she uh, desperately so she needs. She the cult is what you're telling me. Uh, yes. <laughs> and she... I mean, I mean it's a horror you, movie. Usually, sort of, you know, that's the, that's the one way to do these things where you just... It's sort of telegraphed a lot or a, earlier in the movie that she's kind of leaning that way. Um, because, you know, she doesn't obviously doesn't want anybody to die, but in the end, this cult is the one that's saving her because I don't understand how this girl hasn't offed herself, <laughs> uh, this character, because of the shit that she has to go through on a regular basis. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because she, she has some <coughs> losses in the beginning of the movie and it's, it's pretty fucked up. I really didn't know what was, what it was about uh, when I came into this, um, and I am so glad I didn't know anything about it because it made it very surprising and shocking and deranged every step of the fucking movie. Spooky. God um, damn! I recommend it. <laughs> Hooray! I just want to uh, give yeah. one shout out to the kitchen. Which in its fourth week made a hundred nineteen thousand dollars in a hundred eighty-nine theaters. Oh it no! Made Fourteen million dollars <laughs> worldwide off of a thirty-eight million dollar budget. Holy oh. shit! Is that really that bad? Oh yeah. Well, yikes! I mean, I don't yikes. know. I can't speak to the quality of the movie, but it certainly didn't inspire with its uh, performance. Yeah. Um, all right. I since you you both had a, a little movie review, I got one too. Um, I I almost want to ask Kurt of his paraphrasal of Diane's review of this movie, but on Labor Day I saw the Steven Universe the movie movie. Uh, um, she just said it was really good. Okay, great. Uh, no, uh, this one, so Steven Universe movie, the movie, uh, is, uh, not less of a movie, more of a, it is a musical. <laughs> uh, after six seasons, Steven has saved the galaxy and, uh, he's doing great. He's back home. Um, and then a fucking, uh, a new gem comes into town and she's like, I have beef with you, Steven, and I'm going to sp- Booge poison into the fucking earth until you you uh, you fight me, fight me IRL, uh, and in true Steven Universe fashion, there's uh, singing, there's crying, there's singing while crying, there's there's lesbians, there's aliens, there's alien lesbians, um, there is a giant space hunky rocker man who's. Like Johnny Bravo and uh, and and fucking Josuke from JoJo, kind of kind of merged. <laughs> um, and yes, if you like the Steven Universe show, <coughs> then you'll enjoy this movie. Um, 
I think personally there is a little too much singing. I the music numbers are not my favorite part of the show. I know they are for a lot of people, but not for me. Uh, but towards the end, it pulled me in. I was like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm in it. I'm just we'll just go for it." And um, yeah, and I left. I left satisfied, but with with some with some things to think on. Uh, probably don't watch it if you're if you're not a fan of the show. It it does dump like the entire premise down your throat in the first 30 seconds because there's going to be a lot of people coming here with like parents a lot of kids coming with parents and you're like what is what is this stevie universe show he's got a pink belly button (laughs) and his mom's dead also his mom's an asshole that that is a spoiler but uh i not not a super spoiler his mom is is was in fact an asshole just just a really bad person um and so go watch go watch the show and learn why steven's mom is actually just a real a real life irl turd and uh and then go watch the movie and you'll be like yay he he redeemed them and he experienced character development at steven universe the movie right um well being midweek uh, there isn't a whole lot of gaming news, but we will do the best with what we have. Um, There's a smidge. Can I can I put in one one movie news yes. uh, thing real quick? Breaking breaking news. Breaking bad. Um, an article put out by Variety. Uh, I know we mentioned a couple of weeks ago about the Disney Sony Spider Man uh, rumors. Uh, I don't think they were true, so apologies on that part. But we just bring in the news. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't um, run over Kevin Hart with however, your car. However, <laughs> Sony, Sony Pictures CEO says the doors closed on Spider-Man rejoining the MCU, quote, for the moment. Uh, well, of course it's for the so moment. So as of right now, I, I don't know. I think they are going to try to do their own thing, I'm afraid, for uh, Tom Holland's next movie. And I don't. I'm. I'm afraid that's where they're gonna go because they're are saying our content is just fine, or is 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 we we have faith in our own uh, shared universe. Nope. So I'm concerned. Well, a little bit more concerned because I feel Spider-Man like a Spider-Man and Venom crossover movie. I mean, yeah. I actually forgot about Venom to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, that's right. The Venom movie did set up a sequel. So if they have plans on a Carnage movie and they want to bring in Tom Holland for that and call it Spider-Man Carnage from home. Carnage from home. Probably would be <laughs> maximum Carnage. Home Carnage. It's got to have home in the name. It's Homecoming, Far From Home. Uh, Carnage Homo. There we go. What about Nailed Carnitas? It. Does that have home no. in the name? No. How about Spider-Man Homo Sapien? Spider-Man Home Alone? Put an E at the end. Spider-Man home Far From Home Alone. alone. <laughs> Far From Home Alone coming. It's a mishmash of all of them. Michaeli Culkin is Run Carnage. You know, I could see Macaulay Culkin being a decent Cletus Cassidy. Right? 
Didn't they already make um, what's his face? That uh, ah, uh, who cares? Shit, the dude was in uh, he was in Zombieland. Michael Sarah. No. Bill Murray. The old man. The other old man. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> Woody. Woody oh, yeah. Harrelson. Woody Is that? Yeah. Dom DeLuise. They already cast him as a. Uh... <laughs> Dom. Nah, the other More like old Dom man. DeLuise. That's sad. He right. was. So he was, was my favorite was the, talking the skateboard. Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man. Yes. All right. Uh, gaming news. Yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, because it's the middle of the week and most of the stuff doesn't drop till the weekend. We uh, got. I, I, I I'll start out again because I'm just taking the lead here. I'm just aggressively inf- informational. We got the th- go for it. I like I like this dominant Peter, <laughs> Daddy. Like this. I like he's fucking doing Daddy something. Daddy Peter. <laughs> I'm out of it, boys. It just took you. You interrupted my chicken parm, and that's how you got me here. <laughs> I had a chicken parm and a cannoli and the waitress was really slow with the, the the fucking check and I was like sitting here like foot tapping like Sonic the Hedgehog like I gotta get to the fucking show Throne of Eldraine aka Shrek the set <laughs> get out of my basic land swamp <laughs> I stole that uh, shamelessly from like from the top comment and for this trailer, uh, Throne of Eldraine has their trailers are now actually trailers because they're they are essentially edging the fucking TV show now. <laughs> they're real close. Um, so these trailers aren't just like they didn't anamorphic like stretch and stretch and squish the card art to be like oh it's moving oh no this one's like an actual trailer and it is. Uh, two gingerbread people wake up and they're like, I love you. And they're in a castle. And then fucking the guards are like at the door and fucking Garrett comes in. (laughs) By God, that's Garrick's music. Uh, And he just they're just trying to run away while Garrick is slaughtering the guards. Um, And they're like they're stuck at a fucking stock pot like a bubbling pot and they're like oh we have to jump over this but they like they don't and the the uh the one like the guy gingerbread man like he he survives or like he falls in but he survives no 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 no, no. the girl falls in she survives but she comes out and she sees that garrick's just fucking eating the gingerbread <laughs> the gingerbread boyfriend she's like i am good and she just fucking goes john wick she she grabs a fucking like uh, fondue fork and just lunges right at his eye. It's it's great. The the uh, slogan for the set is "These fairy tales fight back." Um, interesting. I believe the Kenrith siblings are on this plane. So yes. interesting choice for for one of them to die so soon into their existence. Yeah, the um, the the this is I guess their home plane. I guess this is where uh, they're from. Garrick doesn't come and, somewhere without taking a head with him, right? And yeah. so, um, and they're they're on one card now, Will yeah, and Rowan, because they're they um, share a spark apparently, and that's why they weren't in War of the Spark because oh. they weren't like together. They have to fucking wonder twin to planes walk. 
Eh. Wonder Twin. Okay. Go to Ravnica. I the background a little bit. Um, and they they have a card uh, called the Crystal Slipper, not to be confused with the Yu-Gi-Oh's Glass Slipper. Or uh, Bite Shoes. Sorry. <laughs> That's the better card. Probably. Oh, Both of them aren't playable. But... <laughs> Um, but yeah, we have we have a lot of uh, Grim. Uh, I mean, we have a guy called the Grim. Yes, Sir Sir, Sir Conrad, Sir Grim, who is Sir Conrad, the who Grim. is the most graveyardy uh, graveyard commander that has ever graveyarded. We got we got people getting baked into pies. We got Beauty and the Beast. We got um, weird ass card frames. Fucking Goldilocks. We got Goldilocks coming in with the, the three bears, and she killed all the bears <laughs> with a bloody axe, bloody hatchet. I'm like, fuck yeah! Like, go Wizards of the Coast for going the uh, the more dark route, and I, I love it. I think this is gonna be really fun. This set, yeah. yeah. Um, well, time will tell. Um, Borderlands yeah. three release times and preload times have been. Uh, revealed it's basically midnight everywhere unless if you're on the west coast then you get to play it on nine o'clock of of the 12th um well their time so it would already have been midnight our time so lame we have to wait people in tokyo and and sydney and shit have to wait even longer because it comes out midnight their time which would be like the 14th. Yeah, fuck them. They didn't even like. Well, they didn't even warn us of 9 11, so I don't even want to hear from them. Like, they were a whole day ahead of us. They could have told uh, us. Fucking. So much wrong. Um, Gears Bastards. 5 is adding Dave Batista as a playable character. Hell um, yeah. He has tried for years to star as Marcus in a Gears of War movie. That appears to be in, in dead or in development hell. Either way, it's not coming anytime soon. So the fine people over at Microsoft have, have done him a service and made this Filipino, Grecian, bodybuilder, wrestler, actor, former mixed martial artist, uh, has made his dreams come true. That's that's what the company's all about, making that specific type of person's dream come true. Um, and he's, he's, in, he's in the game. Oh. You can also be Sarah Connor. Linda Hamilton is coming into it too. I hope not That's old cool. Linda Hamilton. Uh, looks like okay. old Linda. Hamilton. Yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> Sorry, old uh, Linda yeah. Hamilton is, is uh, hard okay. on the eyes. Uh, it's it's full of cameos. They're saying that it's got um, so Dave Bautista, like we said, T eight hundred, Linda Hamilton. Uh, as Sarah Connor, and then apparently the Spartans from Halo Reach. Uh, what? Just throw them all in there. What is, it, what is yeah. this, Ready Player One? <laughs> this is the most ambitious crossover well, it's like ever. in Killer Instinct, where they had fucking one of the Battletoads as a character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I yeah. I like it. There's bring more. There's a rumor sure. floating around that um, one of the Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC characters will be from SNK. Uh, either there's been rumors about Ninja Gaiden's Ryu Hayabusa, Undertale's Frisk, 
Overwatch's Tracer and Diva, and those are all just in the last week. But there have been a couple of rumors that Terry Bogart of the King of Fighters series will be one of the DLC characters for Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, yes. There is a convincing uh, mock-up of what that might look like. <laughs> but it is not Sans Undertale. No. Who will be in in Smash? He is now a skin. Yeah, he's a you little can mini. Play as Sans Undertale. That's the classic one. Yes, a classic. Um, let's see if I can find any other stories before we talk about the Matrix. Um, the uh, Overwatch that game is coming to the Switch soon. I can't find where the article says uh, when it's, exactly, it's, but it's I, all I in the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, Nintendo Direct. Oh, Poker Watch! We got a new trailer for Poker uh, Watch. Pokemon. Pokemon over. Poker Watch. Sword and Shield Watch. We got a new trailer for that. Um, it didn't give us like anything. It gave us two new Pokemon, I think. Yeah, clothing. That's what it was. And it's like a. It's a clothing. stork. <laughs> There's a or bird. Don't call it Pelipper because it's it's not. Don't call not, it a Pelipper. Not a Pelipper. Um, there is a, yeah, there's a fucking, um, the clothing customization's back. You can go in a tent and harass your Pokemon with a fucking French tickler. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. That scene is so much weirder now. (laughs) Well, what the fuck would you call it, Jake? That's a fucking French tickler if I've ever seen one. It's one of the little fucking things you play with your cat. You put it on, it's on the end of a stick no, and you fling no, it around and your have cat like, goes have some nuts for it. distance between the stick. That is a fucking, that is a French tickler if i ever seen one. <laughs> I am looking, I I see this now. And these are, go- these are the goofiest, these are the goofiest condoms i ever seen. <laughs> are you sure it's a French tickler? <laughs> Not in the classic sure? sense, but have oh my god, this one, <laughs> this one looks like what the fuck am I? What is in my search history now? Thanks, thanks. You're this is welcome. what happens, Jake. Thanks this for, is what. Thanks for making me Google French tickler. Yeah, this don't do it, Jake. This is what happens when you don't live your life in incognito mode like us enlightened people do. Yeah, we're galaxy brain up in here. <gasps> Big Bray. Oh, they're condoms and like yeah, they dick attachments. <laughs> why? Why is this ad called them? They have names for them, and the name the names are AIDS, Fed, GMOs, UN, and of course, nine eleven. <laughs> I believe back in late day, uh, or what it's based off of is an erotic toy that had a feather on the end uh, originating in France so the classic <laughs> French tickler is what I'm referencing with this uh, apparatus <laughs> alright I'm so upset at what I looked up <laughs> and I'm down Are you a rabbit hole buy now. the four pack on Amazon Jake I'm sure it's a good price uh, yeah <laughs> it's under the beauty section <laughs> I didn't know they put Sex toys under beauty. Oh, there's 
I would oh, assume here's a here's this is a games. lure by the name of French Tickler. <laughs> At first, I thought it was like a finger like thing that you get out of like a vending machine or like some shitty laser. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, like toy that you get. <laughs> it's not. It's for your dick. Oh my god. I'm gonna look up videos of that later. <laughs> Good for you, Jake. Just just great for leave you. That, leave that tab open. <laughs> Be needing that later. <laughs> Gonna need that later. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Peter finds something. All right, one more before we get off of this one. Oh my god! Before we hop up. Oh god! Fuck you, Peter. Why'd you send that? I put image? it in, in spoiler mode. <laughs> It was oh, the warning. Uh, this one's better. Ah, uh, I like it. It's a <laughs> gumby. gumby condom. Gumby ticklers by Trojan. It's an economy. Thin. Thirty-six premium latex. I, I don't believe that this is real. I, I I refuse to believe that this is real. I I can't. Yeah, that's America's number one condom, trusted for over eighty years. Is that really how old? Yeah, is? I believe it. I mean, is eighty years really that long when you're thinking of sex? <laughs> and how long that's been around? Well, I know they used to use like, well, the concept of condoms has always been there, I guess, because like they used to use like sheep intestines. They still yes. make sheep, sheep the old condoms. La- the old lamb skin. They are terrible yeah. in every way. Sure. They do do not Trojan. prevent. Pregnancy or sexually transmitted diseases very well. Um, you know what does prevent sexually transmitted diseases? Uh, not actually making physical contact with someone because you live in a computer simulation. World of Warcraft? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, oh is this is not that. Um, oh, shit. I saw it on Reddit the so, other day. It was like, um, oh, wait, yeah. The top two trending subreddits were relationship advice and World of Warcraft classic. <laughs> it's yeah. like I, I bet these are related. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Trojan introduced in 1916. Oh, 130 years old. It was the old. roaring. T- it was almost the roaring twenties. You had to. You had to wrap they it up. To... <laughs> yep, I did. Get bef- Those before giving your revealing. girlfriend your Charleston too. <laughs> oh, they hadn't imported French ticklers yet. They were your only option. <laughs> uh, so yeah, The Matrix is a 1999 sci-fi action film, uh, written by the then Wachowski brothers, now Wachowski sisters. Um, did they both? Yes, did they both. They both. Flipped. Wait, did they both transition to? Okay. They, yeah. Wait, really? Nifty. Well, they are now Lana and Lily. That makes so much sense. And uh, they. uh, I don't want to be rude here, but uh, at least Lily uh, does not look very womanly. I. It's just Uh, they they make weird. What was their latest one? It was Jupiter Ascending. Yes. Their, their ideas are very much all are usually out there. They had regardless. one good one in the Matrix, and then none of the other ones were very good. <laughs> and then no more. 
Um, and the Matrix itself is uh, definitely a product of its era. I think when you strip away the, at the time, groundbreaking visual effects, which now kind of look dated. Um, the yeah, CG looks dated, mm -hmm. as you would expect in a movie that's 20 years old. But not only that, like the the bullet time and like the fucking jump in the air and do the do the pan mid shot sort of thing freeze time do the do the pan mm -hmm. in the middle of the shot um that also looks kind of hokey uh today's. when neo jumped inside the yeah. other inside the agent smith oh it's like the ripple effects all across the board looked really goofy yeah. remember the what like I do remember the one where he uh, he jumped off the building, mm. Looney Tunes into the ground. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, virtual classic. reality. And then uh, the um, the sunglasses on Morpheus. Those are cool. <laughs> that were just CG. all you can think of now. Those were CGI'd and put oh on. Oh my them. god! They had no. They had no way. They had no way to stay on his head. Could do it. How they stay on? They pinched the nose really tight. You just. Nah, that's CG. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's impossible. But oh god! It's like Kevin all I could Hart's. think of when I saw Morpheus is just fucking Hannibal Burris's Morpheus rap. <laughs> Morpheus. Morpheus. Orpheus. Dorpheus. Worses. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce, seashell by the seashorpheus. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a movie that has been lampooned and homaged uh, countless times in the twenty years since its release. Um, how does it hold up? I guess is the question that everyone's asking. I would say it is a above-average sci-fi movie, and just mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think I think the the CG has been very dated. the The action scenes were fine, nothing too out there. But I think it excels in the story and the um and the the acting. I, I I really like the acting of Keanu Reeves and Morpheus. Their characters really uh decently compelling for for yeah, a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, is uh, I mean, I guess. The idea is he's a fish out of water, but uh, he has one emote in this entire movie, and it's confusing. Yeah, he's pretty flat. Um, although he does have a great line where he's like, it's a pretty good deal. I got a better one. <laughs> I'll give you this. And he flips him <laughs> off, and then you give me my phone call. <laughs> Mr. <Classic>. Anderson. <laughs> um, Mr. Anderson. Yeah, like it, the a lot of a lot is made about uh, the story and and like the several elements of philosophy uh, therein. Um, if you you can read into it and come away with that interpretation, but I think when you strip it away to what it is, uh, man's hubris created machines. Machines took over the world, and in some way in whatever ways killed or subjugated humanity. This is a story that has been told a million times, a zillion million times. And <laughs> the only new wrinkle added into this was the, that of the computer simulation and humans being batteries for the mm -hmm. machines, and which uh, 
is a yeah. ridiculous concept. <laughs> yeah, but 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 think back in uh, 1999, how many of these kind of movies oh, were still out there? Still plenty. I, I don't. I legitimately yeah, don't like Terminator really? and iRobot. <clears throat> not the movie, but the book had been out for a while. Like, this is a story that's been told in science fiction okay. literature. Yeah, trillions. Uh, of times. I'm gonna look up the brain in the vat theory origin. Let's see if I can find some of the earliest because yeah now i mean looking back on it it's basically a it's, it's a post-apocalyptic dystopian future um and it's it, it we, we've seen it we've seen it at this point a bunch of times um yes. but i guess it was just a it, it got a concept and it it really hit home with a lot of people and made people think about yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a really engaging idea. This the and I mean now it's it's actually spawned uh, quite a debate on if we are living in a simulation. Elon Musk Um, is leading that debate. uh, Elon Musk style. (laughs) Um, I mean, he really thinks that we're living in a simulation. This I I would consider this the spiritual the way it grabbed the the general audience's attention and really hooked into the zeitgeist. But wasn't like, you know, but was a just a fine, it was a fine science fiction movie for its time. This was, seems to me, the spiritual predecessor to, like, Inception. You know, this yeah. this grabbed audiences in the 90s, like Inception grabbed audiences in the late, aught, the late oddies. And they mm-hmm. both, they both uh, had very uh, groundbreaking visual effects styles, and I, that had a lot of, carried a lot of their appeal. And uh, the stories, when you look back and upon repeated viewings, uh, maybe aren't quite as deep as as you would have thought. Um, I think Inception isn't. Inception, I don't think was ever meant to be uh, a super deep movie. It just had a lot of like layers of puzzle, I guess, like yeah. what is real and what is not. Um, but not in mm-hmm. the same way that The Matrix is like what is real and what is not. Like. Uh, the whole philosophical debate of the matrix is, is it better to live in blissful ignorance or to, to know the truth and, and even if the truth isn't so pleasant and that's the, the, uh, debate with, uh, Neo and and Cypher. And like, I watching this again, it is painfully obvious from minute one, he is on screen that Cypher is a traitor. (laughs) yeah yeah it, it really he's is he's got the rat face <laughs> it's the like, things he says the way he interacts with the other characters it is just his facial hair is like his 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 anger at, at at trinity and detest that morpheus that he's been lied to and you know yeah i can see i can see this dynamic where it's it's morpheus constantly talking about finding the one and you know coming up short all the time and everybody following him blindly, and then you have Cipher, who's like, "I just want to fuck." He's like, "I'm tired. I want to go back." He's like, and it does a good job at getting you to kind of see oh, where yeah, Cipher's you can coming sympathize from. Sympathize with him, totally. And like, he's like, "It's ignorance is bliss." He said it. He, he said that that great line. It's, yeah. it's perfect. You know, sometimes he's ignorance like, I know is bliss. The steak isn't However, real, but the Matrix is telling me it's <clears> tender. And delicious and juicy and like who fucking cares if it's real, you know? Yeah, classic. 
Um, and there's there's of course fucking Jesus themes in there that they're just like, yeah. Cypress, he's gonna be he's gonna betray you, and then they fucking double down on that in the sequels. Yeah, they're like okay, and, I got like Neo is literally it. a second coming because they're like there was a guy before who could you know make changes to the Matrix as he saw fit and like see the code within it, and uh, the Oracle prophesized that another would come and then he would bring uh salvation <laughs> pretty much in those words <laughs> yeah. and then and, and she told she i mean she told neo like you have to die she's like maybe in a second life and literally 30 minutes later neo dies and comes back to life through the magic of yeah. Plot armor Yay. through the magic Yo, of love. And is like, all right, and his love for him brings him back Mag- to life. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and that that whole romance between Trinity and Neo is just super ham fisted and and yeah. And I'm wondering shot. how how much of that was just like the uh, I, I don't know. Carrie Ann Moss is not the most emotional. <laughs> When that playing that character, she's very everyone was a little little, little flat faced in this. She's robotic, yeah, yeah. Um, very robotic. I don't know if it was just that. I think it was just like they they're on screen together for so little time, um, mm-hmm. and then it's just yeah, like, no, oh yeah, that, that they're, too. It's they're like deeply in love. They're deep. <laughs> um, it's like a, it's like a Attack of the Clones. Well, didn't. Did, what what was Trinity's prophecy that she from the fall Oracle? In love with someone, and that was person that sh- would be the one. Okay, maybe that's why she's in love with him. Maybe she tricked her. Maybe it's all well, a lie. The, if I her. remember correctly, and she's just in, in love the with him because sequels, um, Neo is not the one, or something like that. Uh, right. And on IMDb, is? I don't remember that On IMDb, they're both listed as Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revelations are both listed as having come out in 2003, which I don't think is accurate. Mm. I thought one came out in 05. Yeah, I don't think I think Revolutions came out in 05, didn't it? Um, whatever. They're both nowhere near as good as the Matrix. They really... It is 2003. Really? So, yeah, October twenty seventh, um, or November fifth was the general release. Oh yeah, and then the and other one see. came out in May. So two of them in the same oh, year. Oh, 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 what? Did they do, did they just do something where they like shot a super Probably. long movie? They just shot it all at once. Yeah, filming occurred then... concurrently with its predecessor. And the live and so the live have, action sequences for the video game Enter the Matrix, um, in Australia. Yeah. So the only good pieces of Matrix media are uh, the original movie and the Animatrix, which is a collection of fifteen <laughs> uh, shorts. Uh, most of them, and an, all animated, but in like different styles. It's kind of like uh, Love, Death, and Robots a little bit. Okay. Um, okay, I gotcha. There's 15 of them, and they kind of... It's more world world building about, like, you know, uh, how... Because right, people... It was... It's a thrilling world that you want to sink your teeth into. But, yeah, so you're, it's about the world, really, right? Uh, yeah, so, like, you, you learn about uh, 
the early days of after they created AI and, and the rise of the machines and uh, the operation where they black out the sun and all that. Um, it's not like, I don't remember, it's been a while, but it's not like super well explained uh, how exactly the machines like still took over after the sun was blotted out, but you know, it was minor details. Um, I, they, they just, they made that, uh, that harvest, you know, for the, for the, the organism, the humans real quick. They made that technology really fast, I guess it was the alternate energy source. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to say it's a bad movie, but, and it certainly was influential. Um, and it's mm-hmm. visual effects style, not only the visual effects style, but like the visual color grading, like that green tint just took over movies for a good five to six years afterwards. Um, yeah. Often exaggerated when people are like, Oh, this is the matrix style color grading. They just like crush the green, uh, RGB channel. And it's like, that's not, it was more subtle. <laughs> it's the guy holding the the butterfly is like, is this a stylistic choice? Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's definitely worth the watch if it's playing in a theater near you, and you are either a too young to have seen it in theaters, uh, in 1999, or b someone who has fond memories of seeing it in theaters in 1999. Uh, it's certainly worth going to see on the on the big screen again. I would say, um, I had a nice time watching it in theaters. And uh, while it might not be the uh, paramount achievement in science fiction filmmaking that it is often uh, discussed to be, it is certainly an interesting concept uh, that set up a, a nice world to explore, but fucking failed miserably in delivering on it yeah um i think that kind of taints the legacy of this movie in particular is because when you when you finish watching this movie like yeah fuck yeah i want to watch these sequels and then you remember that the sequels were just awful and they just completely it it felt like they were grasping at like it felt like the Wachowskis didn't have a uh, next step. It was like a J.J. Abrams thing. Like, Lost is a good example. And when I shit on J.J. Abrams, this is a, a perfect example of what I'm talking about, is that they set up the great mystery of what the island was with no idea of what the island was. Big idea, people. I think that describes both J.J. Abrams and the Wachowskis fairly well. They just have these big fucking ideas they're like oh my god what if we did whatever the fuck jupiter ascending was like when you when you look at that movie that's like some crazy ass like uh fucking canon out there and you know for a like a different under a different direction you know you'd have stuff that turns out like the fifth element or fucking um What's the what's the one with Vin Diesel as the as the space vampire? Chronicles of Riddick, and yeah, uh, or Perfect Dark, I think is Pitch the, Black. Pitch, Pitch Dark is the first one, and then Chronicles of Riddick is the spinoff. Yeah, 
So you you would have that shit, like under a different direction. But with this one, you know, with the Wachowskis, they they can't follow through. Yeah. Should we recount? Should we recount the plot um, of sure. the Matrix? We can go briefly. Uh, Thomas A. Anderson is a uh, man leading two lives. By day, he is a a uh, computer programmer working for a respectable company and by night he is a hacker known as Neo who makes uh software for drug dealers i guess i'm not exactly sure what that deal was in the beginning uh but which is an anagram for one yes. but uh, uh foreshadowing um so okay uh trinity or morpheus uh, it's not really quite sure who uh, hijacks his computer and tells him to follow the white rabbit uh, and the girl that the guy he's selling his CD to uh, has a white rabbit tattoo on her back so they go out clubbing where he meets Trinity uh, and uh, they she mentions that there's more to the outside and he knows that she knows that he's looking for Morpheus and uh, after he's contacted he receives a cell phone via courier in the matrix and he receives a call from morpheus who helps him to evade capture from the uh agents although he uh briefly evades capture he's later uh captured and taken in for questioning and they put a bug in him and then he makes contact with the rebels again they take the bug out and he meets morpheus the uh, the famous red pill blue pill scene um, we are introduced to the rest of the crew. Cipher, um, I forget the white haired girl's name. Switch. Uh, switch. And, uh, the old cool hacker. Yeah, the other course. guy. And then there's Mouse, Tank, and Dozer. Um, Dozer. <laughs> they, they train Neo in, in all the stuff. There's the scene where he and Morpheus are sparring in the, the dojo. And that's, that's fun. And then, they go back into the Matrix, Cypher turns traitor. Pretty much all of them die, except for uh, Tank, Morpheus, Neo, and Trinity. Um, yep. There's a lot of death in the movie. It's because there's a lot of action in the movie, and they they did that. I think they did that fairly well. That was at least, it was a, it was a fresh take for, I, I've heard a lot of people be like, the Western action wasn't great. It wasn't that great before the Matrix. They didn't think they could do it. Hmm. There's there's bad. There's not a good consensus on American fight scenes, or at least American depictions of martial arts. Okay, I can one. I can see that argument. Um, I mean, it really hadn't been attempted much mm-hmm. prior to that, especially to this degree. Like that's that is one of the that was nice that. They had the benefit of having standout fight scenes that were really cool looking, as as <laughs> as a selling point. Uh, case in case in point, the fucking lobby scene uh, is still one of the like one of the classic action scenes. Yes, in in modern cinema. Um, and I was watching this movie, and I thought this when I first saw it, which is why I was allowed to watch it so young and i and i thought this again watching it, it's like why is this movie rated r there's no sex like oh. there's violence sure but it's not over the top 
Um, and there's no language whatsoever. It's like, why isn't this rated PG-13? It's because it's got dangerous ideas, Kurt. <laughs> they don't want it getting out to the uh, kids. Let me uh, Let me look um, that up. I mean, I, I know it's going to be rated R for violence, but I didn't think the violence was too extreme. I'm not like R-rated. Or Men in Black, for fuck's sake, was more violent than this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh, and then uh, they go to save Morpheus. They go back in. Neo just, like, fucking... By shedding the pretense that he's the one, becomes the one and develops powers very rapidly that he didn't know he had, and... Trinity had never seen before and that's another thing that's kind of weak with the the plot is his very rapid progression for the sake of uh, convenience to the story mm-hmm. um, and then he flexes the whole fabric of reality yeah it's great turns into flex mentalo and he yeah <laughs> he uh he has his long protracted fight scene with uh, agent Smith in the subway tunnel and then uh, he runs to the exit. He gets shot by Agent Smith, and then Trinity tells him he loves him. Gets brought back to life, and then is suddenly Super Jesus and destroys one of the agents. He stops the bullet. No, no time flat. And all the while, like he's fucking wasting so much time fighting these agents, while the hunter killers are zeroing in they've breached the hull of the ship they're ready to kill people and he's just waltzing through stopping bullets fighting agents it's like get out of the fucking matrix neo just leave just log out um but yeah like it's it's a you can break it down to its basic point it's a two hour 16 minute movie but like I don't want to say not a lot happens, but the things... It's a very uh, bare-bones sort yeah, of a... It's... It's um just... Yeah, it's... It's very easy to follow, I think, is the the best way mm-hmm. to say it. Yes, it's an easy it's very movie watchable. to watch. Yeah. Um, I suggest, if you haven't watched it in a while, to give it another look and see if you agree with us in our assessment of its quality and, and lasting legacy. Um, and unless anyone has anything else to say, I think that'll about wrap it up for us. I think, yeah, it was, uh, I know this was a little stripped down much like the movie, but, uh, what is there to say about it other than to just watch it and, uh, catch, it's just, it's one of those things that's just wormed, it's drilled its way into, uh, pop culture and I mean, fucking bullet time. It it popularized the concept of fucking slow mo bullet time in that way. Um, it's fucking the double gun, the dual wielding gun fight scene. The fucking yeah, the black leather coats, the the red pill, blue pill, the fucking yeah, just so many moments uh, that are it's. It's almost like um, Anchorman in that when you see it, you're like, I just, it's already all here. I've downloaded it all. <laughs> I, I didn't like that that thing. Let me let me learn how to fly I that copter over there. Sure, I know um, Kung Fu. Yeah, so 
yeah it this this movie is always like a nostalgia trip for me because it always reminds me of like just flipping through channels and then going to channel 57 which was fx for me and just watching so you know the matrix it started like 20 minutes ago better finish it around here was fx but my memory of fx is they were always playing x2 x-men united like didn't matter the day oh really matter the time there were I think everybody has that movie that they like always saw on FX and mine was like <laughs> it was either iRobot or uh a day after tomorrow. Those were always on FX. I think iRobot more. They love their Will Smith yeah. action movies. Yeah. Um don't watch the Will Smith movie. Read the book. It's only like hundred and fifty pages and it's by one <laughs> And it's a classic of, yeah. of science fiction. It's by one of the greatest sci fi writers I've watched of all it a time, thousand times. Isaac Asimov, who has the greatest mutton chops in human history. Um Isaac images Asimov. of those mutton chops uh can be found on our Twitter and Facebook uh soon, probably. Uh Twitter is at studs saturn facebook.com backslash saturn studs you can check out our youtube channel our twitch channel our mixer channel that's right we're on mixer now um and all that stuff all the links to everything can be found at our website saturnstuds.com uh this podcast included uh these several platforms all the platforms that you could ever hope for uh spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn. Fucking pick a podcasting app. Search Saturn Studs. Chances are we'll be on there. Um, uh, the poll has ended and parted out. Won the vote versus keeping them unedited for our archive of Let's Play content. So from this point off, certain... Video like excellent adventures will remain unedited, and uh, for the few, um, few remaining episodes of Borderlands 2 that we have, uh, those will also be unedited as not to uh, cause a jarring disconnect and continuity when you're watching a playlist. Um, but everything else will be parted into uh, 20 ish minute parts, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little bit more. Uh, but around 20 minute parts will be the thing moving forward, which is what we were doing uh, for a while when we were streaming on Twitch and then uploading later to YouTube. Things were parted out into about 20 minute parts. So we're going back to that. Um, and I think that's all I have left to announce. We'll be doing Borderlands 3 starting next weekend, um, the, the 13th mm-hmm. and 14th, where we are. Discussing possibly doing uh, an expanded streaming schedule for some of them because we have there's a lot of stuff coming out um, in a short window of time, and to get everything in might require expanding the streaming schedule a little bit. So we'll keep everyone updated on that. Uh, the best thing to do is to follow us on social media. That way you'll know when we go live. Uh, usually a little bit before, and always when we actually go live. A tweet is sent out, and a post is made on Facebook. Um, in terms of, I do have one other thing to announce because that reminded me, uh, because of these tight windows with Borderlands 3 coming out, followed immediately by the Outer Worlds, followed immediately by Pokemon Sword and Shield, followed immediately, well, not immediately, but pretty close, uh, with MechWarrior 5, uh, there's a lot of stuff, um, in a short window of time, and we might not be able to get to 
our anniversary game uh, for October 4th, which is the will be the fourth this year, the fourth year of Saturn Studs. Peter and I uploaded the first episode of Sonic Adventure 2 um, on October 4th, 2015. So, uh, in, in a way, partially to commemorate that and partially to get unify the whole of Saturn Studs history onto the Saturn, the single Saturn Studs YouTube channel. Um, we will begin starting October 4th, uploading, re-uploading to the main Saturn Studs channel all of our classic Let's Play content, starting with Sonic Adventure 2. So you can see our first ever Let's Play um, starting October 4th. And everything else will be uploaded to everything I have footage of. There are a few things that are kind of uh, missing, like I think our Shining Force Let's Play is missing a handful of episodes. I think they're all on YouTube, so I might uh, just oh, just download them from YouTube and re-upload them to our channel. Um, but everything... Uh, I'll keep everyone abreast of uh, things. There's So everything that I have on my hard drive is getting uploaded um, to the Saturn Studs channel. Uh, including some unreleased content, which includes a uh, 10-episode series of Dragon Ball Fighters, and um, I think that's the only other one that's been unreleased because we did put up Great Math Adventure. Um, mm -hmm. But of course, <laughs> but Sonic Adventure Two, <laughs> um, Gunstar Heroes, FTL, and many others will be re-uploaded to the Saturn Studs channel, so no longer will you have to uh, follow links to the Saturn Slam review channel for the older content. It'll all be in one place, and for people who are maybe new, uh, can see some of our classic content and uh, see how far we've come, or maybe uh, how far we've regressed. Maybe we, we peaked early, and we've just been riding the coattails <laughs> of whatever mild success we had for four years that'll be for you to decide yeah, yeah, yeah. starting october 4th so be on the lookout for that and that is everything i have to announce so until next time be well stay safe and party like it's 1995 peace Bye bye